Hello and welcome back to the Creative Productive Podcast with me, your host Sarah, aka Stationary Magpie. So today is the last solo episode of season one of the podcast. There are two more guest interviews to come, which will take us to the end of February. But today I'm going to share with you my personal journey with creativity and productivity and why I think those two things are so important to pursue in our lives. And if you're getting really interested in your own journey for your creativity and productivity, make sure you listen to the end of the episode because I've got a really exciting announcement that you might have already seen if you've followed me on Instagram. But let me get started with the personal story. So I need to start by giving you a little bit of context. So I graduated from university in 2016 and while I was there I was studying law and French but I was also doing a lot of kind of extracurricular activities and hobbies and things like that. So I was president of the French Society in final year, I was a member of the weightlifting club, before that um, in year one and two I'd been a cheerleader, I'd done a year abroad in France in Bordeaux and while I was there I lived with a French family and kind of got really involved in like exploring my city and doing all these cool things. Um, I even ended up running in a student election in my final year of uni where I dressed up in a cardboard box costume and went around kind of promoting myself. Um, So basically I packed a lot into those four years and I was super proactive. I had so many hobbies around studying and it was great. So let's look at after university. So once I graduated, I worked for a little while, then I went traveling for five months. Um, However, a few dramatic things happened and when I came home um, things were quite different to when I'd left. I got through things kind of relatively okay and I kind of just carried on doing what I'd planned but it kind of came to a head that it wasn't really going to work out and I needed to take some time just on my own um, back with my family just spending time with them to kind of get through it and kind of figure out what was next. So that takes us to around 2018. So at the start of 2018, I'd just gotten a new job, which was basically just kind of an admin job. And I was in a relationship with somebody who had a very intense hobby. Essentially, it was his lifestyle. And I'm not going to say what the hobby is, even though lots of people who know me will know But I wasn't really aware of it at the time, but I was definitely getting sucked into his lifestyle and his hobbies and not really doing too much to pursue mine. I even went so far as to start a business with this person, all based on his hobby and kind of his interests. And I was able to kind of use my strengths with things like marketing and designing, but it was all based on his thing. So some of the things that I really wanted to do deep down, he had a different opinion so he didn't really see them as valuable or maybe worth spending time doing. That was purely his opinion and I'm not saying he ever actively stopped me or dissuaded me from doing them if I really wanted to but he wasn't really encouraging about them so things like yoga he didn't really understand and it just wasn't his thing and that's fine. I'm not saying that he was the reason that I didn't do them But it was more that I was kind of unknowingly adopting his way of thinking. And I find that if you don't have someone actively encouraging you to get out of your comfort zone and try that new thing that you've been thinking about, it can be really hard to do. So I could have said, I don't care, I'm going to do it anyway. But I guess I didn't. 
I was committed to the relationship, so I kind of carried on dedicating myself to helping him with his hobby and his ambitions, because to be quite honest, I didn't really have any idea of what I wanted to do. I hadn't really spent much time thinking about it. I didn't really know what it was I wanted to do all through uni. After graduation, I still didn't really have an idea of what it was I wanted. So I was basically using the relationship as a way to kind of have a focus because he had such a strong focus that I kind of found it too easy to just adopt his. So let's look at me at the beginning of 2018. So I was in a job that I really, really didn't like. Um, My boyfriend was away on a work-related trip. I didn't really get to see him that much. I was basically going to work, doing this job that I didn't really like. I didn't really have a, a good attitude, to be quite honest, so I probably made it worse for myself. But I was unhappy in the job. I was unhappy in, like, my personal life, and I didn't really express myself creatively enough. And I remember just sitting there one day... Because where I worked, I was kind of on my own. I was away from everyone else on like a front desk. And I remember just sitting there one day and it was grey and it was horrible outside and there were these horrible fluorescent lights. And I just started thinking about that person that I used to be. That person at uni who was so proactive, who tried everything, who didn't really care what people thought and kind of pushed herself, got out of her comfort zone went around in a cardboard box campaigning for herself to be a elected student representative and I just couldn't believe that I'd so I lost so much lost touch with her it was crazy to me that I seemed to have lost that person I'd lost my confidence I'd lost my true sense of identity and I just felt like I was going to work getting through the day coming home kind of I was then working on my blog but it was still a point where I was doing a lot of busy work and I was doing a lot of work that was actually kind of grinding me down and wasn't really having enough of a positive impact. I was in that phase of doing the same thing over and over and somehow expecting different results. So I knew that something had to change. It was then I kind of realised like I cannot go on like this. It cannot stay like this. I don't want to feel like this. I need to do something big. I just didn't feel like myself anymore. I felt really trapped in that version of me and I knew it didn't really reflect who I wanted to see myself as. So in order to change that, I was going to have to get out of my comfort zone and do something really crazy and big to give myself a bit of a jolt. So I moved to Mexico, as you do. (laughs) And yeah, it was a really strange... um, way that it happened. I'd read a blog post about this city in Mexico, one of my favourite bloggers. She'd recently decided to move there and I read her blog post and I remember just thinking, wow, that sounds like an amazing place. I'd love to visit it. And then really strangely, I stumbled across a job advert for an English teacher in that city. So I applied for it, I got the job and I moved to Mexico. And yeah, that was basically the start of this big journey and even though I was still in that relationship when I moved it was only a week after I moved that it ended so moved to Mexico arrived in Mexico kind of started to get to know things and then had to deal with a breakup wonderful so yeah it really felt like the world was falling away around me and things were absolutely turning to 
shit. <laughs> Excuse the swear. I don't swear that much on this podcast. But it was, I think, because my identity was so tied to that other person that I really didn't know who I was on my own anymore. I remember describing myself to some of my new housemates because at that time I was in a completely new country with a completely new job, living with new people and having to get used to all these new things. And I remember describing myself as feeling like a kite who's had her string just cut off and is just floating and doesn't really know where to anchor herself. Everyone that I loved was back home So it really wasn't that easy to distract myself and have my friends kind of rally around me, pick me back up again and give me guidance. The only person who was able to come and see me that I already had a strong connection with was my mum, who, bless her, flew out for two weeks, hates the heat, had to deal with that. But she helped me get through it for two weeks. But I had to really look inward. So after she left, I knew that I was going to have to do the work myself and kind of explore on my own and figure out how I could reconnect to my identity and start to become that person, that single person now that I knew was there inside me. I knew she was just waiting for me to kind of figure out that she was there so that she could become me. So the plan was to do that in a few different ways but basically by exploring my creativity so I could express myself authentically and by harnessing my productivity so I could feel in control in my new life and have the space to do the things that I wanted to do, especially as I was living in Mexico, because, you know, we're not going to do that for the rest of our lives necessarily, and I wanted to make the most of my time. Exploring our creativity is a way to express ourselves and the person or the type of person that we want to be, that we feel that we truly are inside. It's a really therapeutic process if you let it become that, that can kind of take us away from screens and distractions and shift our focus to the present and what we're doing ourselves. Especially at the beginning, if you're learning something new and you have to concentrate on what you're doing, it's a really mindful process and it can teach us a lot in terms of patience with ourselves and the value of practice and progress over perfection. It can also be an extremely humbling process, especially if we're trying something completely new that we've never done before. We really do have to be kind to ourselves and our creativity, basically. In season two of the podcast, I'm planning on exploring a lot more of these blocks to creativity. But for now, let's move on to the productivity side. So what is the importance of that? Basically, when we harness our productivity, we make the mental space and the actual time for creativity and exploration to happen. We don't want to be constantly thinking about all the things that we have to be doing later on or tomorrow or next week or even next month. We need a system that we can rely on to take all the thinking energy out of it. When we do that, it frees up the mental energy for us to do the things that we actually want to do and explore the things that we truly want. We're not just fighting fires and constantly thinking about the next thing because it's already planned out and it's already assigned to a day or a week or whatever. We don't have to constantly be thinking about it. Getting productive and getting in control with a plan essentially gives you back an element of control over your life. Some people might view a plan as something that restricts their time and stops them doing the things that they want to do. But if done correctly, a plan can really help you free up your time and give you the space to do the things that you truly want while also making sure that the things that have to be done are done. So how did I actually put those things into practice, that creativity and that productivity? 
I'm going to share some of the things that I did during that year particularly because it was basically a whole year of reconnecting with myself and kind of letting myself become the person I wanted to be but these are some of the things I did to help me put that into practice. So of course I was going to continue using my bullet journal. I started it after graduating and I definitely think that the bullet journal helped me to realise in the first place that there was a bit of a problem because I'd realised already before the relationship breakdown that I wasn't really in touch with myself anymore and I think the kind of reflective act of using a journal really helped me to realise that. So I was going to continue using the bullet journal particularly so I could get in control of my time and schedule because the job that I had out in Mexico was teaching and as I'm sure you'll know if you're a teacher there's a hell of a lot of planning that has to go into teaching. So aside from the classroom teaching we were also responsible for doing all of our lesson plans and that was more on our own schedule so I had to really be quite strict and make sure that I had a good consistent plan to keep on top of everything because there was so much to think about and not just be working all of the time because it was so easy to be having to play catch up all the time. So I made a really simple planning method that I put in my journal that helped me to stay on top of all my lesson plans and get them completed in time. But I also used my bullet journal creatively as well. That year I got really creative with my monthly themes Partly as a way to spend time doing something that I could throw myself into, but also to kind of stretch myself and push myself out of my creative comfort zone. I decided that in that journal that I was using, I was going to try a different Dutch door style every month. And although I ran out of ideas after a few months, it was a really fun way for me to kind of push myself creatively and kind of look at my my limits as well and see what I was capable of. Some of the things that I tried and the the results that came out of it, I wouldn't necessarily have believed that I could create something like that. So it was really nice way for me to kind of spend some creative time and use it as a little bit of mindful therapy as well. Because when I was concentrating so hard on being creative, I wasn't thinking so much about all these other things, my breakup and all the stresses of life. So although I don't spend as much time now creating those intricate themes in my journal, I'm creative with it in a different way. And at the time, using my creativity like that was really beneficial to me. Another way that I used my creativity at the time was to actually start dressing a little bit more dangerously. Um, I mean, it wasn't really dangerous if you, you know, in the terms of like, I wasn't wearing like latex dresses or anything weird and out there like that. But I think I'd started to get in a bit of a rut and my clothes were actually a part of that. I wasn't really dressing in things that made me kind of happy. So taking advantage of being in Mexico, I was able to kind of start wearing like nice summer dresses. I was wearing more colours. I started buying lots of like big beady earrings that were everywhere in the markets. And it was a really nice way for me to start expressing my identity of who I wanted to be. I wanted to be that person who was confident enough to, you know, wear that nice colourful dress and maybe it made me feel like I was kind of drawing attention to myself but it was really nice to feel like I was dressing how I truly wanted to and I wasn't worrying so much about what people would think of me. Of course it was quite good because obviously I was away from everyone I knew so nobody knew me but even now I try and dress a little bit more interestingly sometimes although I feel like I need to get back to that Lockdown plus sweatpants has really not helped, but I'm very excited to be able to go out again and actually put some cool outfits together. 
What was nice about the job that I had in Mexico, although it was very intense and required a lot of time, it also allowed me to express my creativity at work. So I was really lucky that although we did have a loose structure that we could rely on, we were also encouraged to be quite creative in our teaching. So I got really into it and I had one class of teenagers who were so enthusiastic uh, most of the time. I mean, they were still teenagers. Sometimes they couldn't be bothered, but they were really enthusiastic, especially when I put a lot of effort into my lessons. And once I made like a full on escape room um, and it was so much fun, I had so much fun creating it and it was so rewarding. But that was one of my highlights of the year. And using my creativity like that was so was so interesting and it showed me what I was capable of but I think one of the biggest things that I introduced to my life was practicing daily yoga initially it was just kind of a way for me to get through the day and have something to do other than kind of wallow in self-pity but I really started to enjoy it. I started to really enjoy how it kind of put me in touch with how my body was feeling. It meant I could recognise when I was stressed a lot more because I was more in tune with things like if my shoulders were really tight, if my jaw was tight. And it was something that did push me out of my comfort zone as well. I had practised yoga a little bit years ago, but I'd never properly really committed to doing it daily. So that commitment was also kind of like a commitment to myself and a commitment to me making and doing the work to become the person I wanted to be. I wanted to be the kind of person who practiced yoga every day, who took time for herself and looked after her body. And I'm really glad to say that I'm still doing it. I've just finished the Yoga with Adrian Breath Challenge and I'm carrying on to do daily yoga And I think it's something I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And the really great thing is now that I'm more confident with it, I can do it on my own. I can listen to my body. I can figure out what I need and I can get creative with it as well. I can create my own yoga practices. So yeah, I also got back to doing things like cooking and having fun, experimenting, making new things, making the most of being in a different country where everything felt exotic and new. I got dancing and doing all those wonderful things and basically it was the best year. It was a tough year but it was a year of discovery. All of these things and more that I couldn't even mention that I might not even realise had such an impact helped me to rebuild my sense of identity and kind of change it to become someone that I really was excited to be. Even though at the time of that breakup, I really did feel like the world was ending. I didn't know what I was going to do. I would not change the past because that was basically the catalyst for me to really realise that things needed to change and that I needed to go on a kind of creative, productive journey to become this version of myself. And I still have some work to do, but I am in love with this version of me. When I look back and when I look at now... I can't believe how far I've come. So this person, she pursues her creativity. She isn't afraid to try new things and push herself outside of her comfort zone. Even if she might not be that good at those new things when she first tries them, she still has a go. She focuses on the progress rather than looking for perfection straight away. She's in control of her time. She makes sure that her days are planned so that she can move forward with the goals in her life and have the time to do the things that she loves that light her up as well. 
And I feel more like myself than I ever have before. I feel at peace. I feel confident. I feel like I can appreciate all the joys life has to offer. And I feel excited about the future and what it holds. And my mission now is to help more of you do the same. Using creativity and productivity methods. I want you to uncover your true selves and start that journey to becoming them. And... The lovely news is I have a special gift for you all just in times for Valentine's Day. So if you don't know, Valentine's Day is on the 13th of February and it's a day when we celebrate the women in our life or our friends. And basically what I really wanted to do was give something back and kind of celebrate this community. So I'm offering some completely free one-to-one 45 minute mentoring calls to help you get started on your own journey of creativity and productivity. But I want to give you my help because I know that having someone in your corner cheering you on, helping you to explore what's holding you back and how to get through it can be so, so valuable. From my own experience working with a coach, I really can attest to the value of having someone cheering you on, helping you explore the problems you've been facing and asking you those tricky questions that you might have been avoiding can really all help you move forward in such a significant way. So some details about the calls. You have two types of call to choose from. Either we'll tackle your planning or maybe lack of and we'll figure out how you can use a plan to support your lifestyle or if you already have a plan, how you can adapt it to make it even more suitable and even more of a productivity tool to help you move forward with the things you want to do. Essentially, it's going to be a little bit like a planning clinic. So we'll look in more detail at your planning and figure out ways that you can make it work for you. Or your other option is that we'll go a bit deeper and look a bit more at what's stopping you from pursuing your creativity and the things that you love and by association becoming that person that you truly want to be. So those are your two main options when you apply for your free mentoring call. But remember that, of course, every call will be totally unique because all of you have totally unique journeys with creativity and productivity to go on. So I'm really excited to get started and start having some of those conversations with you one to one. It's such an impactful experience working with a mentor. So I'm really excited to get working with you. I've created a dedicated Galentine's mentoring call page on stationmagby.com, which I'll put in the description so you can get more information there and you can sign up to receive a reminder as soon as applications go live on February 13th, which is Galentine's Day at 10am. Once applications close again on Monday, I'll be contacting everyone who's going to be offered a free call and we'll arrange our call for the end of February to the mid kind of end of March time and yeah we'll get started so I hope you're as excited as I am I really cannot wait to have these calls with you and make sure you're on my Instagram make sure you're following me because I'm posting some really funny reels at the moment that are going to inspire you so make sure you're doing that if you have any questions at all feel free to send me a message on Instagram I'm always over there so my Instagram is at stationarymagpie or of course you can email me on sarah at stationarymagpie.com in the description below And yeah, make sure you get that application in. I'm so excited to hear what you want to work on. So I'm going to say goodbye for now. Very excited to see your applications coming in on February the 13th. I feel like I can't say it enough. But I got really excited writing this episode just because it's something I'm so passionate about. Anyway, 
I'm going to stop babbling. I'm going to carry on with my day. I'm actually going to go and have a call with my coach because it's so valuable. But I will speak to you very soon. Two more interviews to come for the Creative Productive Podcast and we'll be done with season one. I can't believe it. But all that's left to say right now is I hope you have a wonderful, creative, productive day and I'll speak to you very soon.